Dodgers. So we have the same situation that we had here yesterday in game number one. Two left-handers vying against each other. One a very experienced southpaw. One a little bit younger and a good bit less experienced. However, the roles are reversed because this afternoon the youngster is the Yankee pitcher. That's Al Downing, who won 13 and lost four over the regulation campaign in the American League. And Padres, representing Los Angeles, is the veteran. Johnny won 14 and lost four for the Dodgers. Padres has a good curveball, a good fastball, a changeup, and has a lot of savvy that comes with being a veteran pitcher. Downing has uh, idolized Whitey Ford throughout his boyhood and more or less patterned his pitching along with that of his idol, Whitey. Uh, Downing throws... A fastball that moves when he's going very well, it'll move down, and he also has a little bit of a screwball, plus a good curve. He has good control and a fine pickoff move to first base. This broadcast is authorized under broadcasting rights granted by the Commissioner of Baseball solely for the entertainment of our listening audience and any publication rebroadcast or other use of the descriptions and accounts of this game without the express consent of the commissioner is prohibited. A little unusual that we've seen four left-handers here in the first two games. In fact, this is the first time in series history that four left-handers have started the first two games of the series. And this fact is brought about by the condition of Yankee Stadium more than anything else. Now the short fence here in Yankee Stadium, as you more than likely know, is the right field fence. About 290-something down that uh, right field line. And uh, in left, it's a much deeper distance and falls away a great deal quicker. So the easy spot to hit the home run is in the right field corner. Also, by sending left-handers to the mound, the two managers make the switch hitters in the lineup, and there are two on each side swing around to the right-hand side of the plate, bat right-handed, and uh, increase the distance to the home run territory. So that's why we're seeing the left-handers here in New York, whereas uh, the next game in Los Angeles, we'll see a couple of right-handers more than likely, uh, Boughton and Drysdale opening in the series in L.A. A terrific day. Uh, this afternoon in New York. It's a little bit overcast when we first came out here, but the weather has cleared. The sun has uh, burned off the haze, and we'll have another fine crowd in Yankee Stadium this afternoon. Well, let's get to the batting orders for the two teams here in the 1963 World Series. For the Los Angeles Dodgers, it'll be Mari Will leading off and playing shortstop. Mari failed to hit in five turns at bat in the first game yesterday. Batting number two and playing at third base is Jim Gilliam. He had one hit in four trips yesterday. Incidentally, the two lineups are exactly the same as they were in the opening game with the exception of the pitchers. The number three hitter for Walt Austin's club is Willie Davis the center fielder. He went 0 for 3 yesterday, but scored a run. The cleanup hitter is Tommy Davis, the left fielder, who led the hitters in the first game of the series 
with three hits in four trips. Batting number five is the big right-hand hitting right fielder Frank Howard. Howard in right field and batting number five. He had the first hit of the series yesterday, a long two-base hit over the head of Mickey Mantle into deep center field and uh, scored the first run of the series. Bill Scourin is playing first base for the Dodgers, and he is batting number six. Scourin came through with two hits for three against his former teammates, the Yankees, and said that it was a great source of satisfaction to him that he could contribute to the Dodger victory yesterday. Batting after Scourin, it will be Dick Trzuski, the second baseman. Trzuski had one for four in the first game yesterday. Johnny Roseborough, the catcher and number eight hitter for the Dodgers. Roseborough hit a three-run homer, which was the key blow of the Dodger victory. And batting ninth and working on the mound, it will be Johnny Padres of Los Angeles. Now for the Yankee lineup, it'll be Tony Kubek. He leads off. He's at shortstop. Kubek at short. He had one for four yesterday. Bobby Richardson is the number two hitter, and Bobby went 0 for 3 yesterday. He's the Yankee second baseman. The number three batter for New York is Tom Tresh, the left fielder. Tom had a home run yesterday to score both the Yankee runs, 1 for 3. Mickey Mantle, the center fielder, bats number four. Mantle failed to hit in three trips in the opening game. Roger Maris, the right fielder, he went 0 for 4 yesterday. Then Elston Howard, the Yankee catcher, bats next. Elston had one hit in four trips in the opening game. Joe Pepitone, the Yankee first baseman, bats number seven. Pepitone at first base, and he had two of the six hits allowed by Kopax in the game of yesterday. Batting number eight is Cleet Boya, the Yankee third baseman. Boya at third. He had one for four in the opener. And on the mound, the left-hander, Al Downing. The two pitchers still warming up right down below us. The second game of the 1963 World Series is being brought to you from Yankee Stadium. You know, I'm not giving away any trade secret by telling you that the most popular spot for new car buyers is the low-priced field. Now, that's where Ford is, that's where Chevy is, and hold on to your hats, that's where the 1964 Dodge is. That's right, Dodge. Looks like a high-priced car, and from behind the wheel, it sure feels like a high-priced car. But the 1964 Dodge is in the low-priced field. Dodge is what most people want in a car, and think their budgets just can't make it. The looks are there. It's a beautiful automobile. It's built for the driver. Built to keep him comfortable and to keep his budget balanced. The 1964 Dodge. High-priced look. High-priced feel, but priced model for model with Ford and Chevy. Right where you want it. In the low-priced field, you see the 1964 Dodge. One of the dependables, now at your dependable Dodge dealers. Well, as we told you, Johnny Padres is the pitcher today with a World Series experience. This will be a World Series debut for the Yankee hurler, Al Downing. Padres has a three victory and one defeat record in series competition and has won more series games than any pitcher in the history of the Dodgers. 
1953, he started the fifth game of the series at Brooklyn, losing to the Yankees 11-7. In 1955, he pitched two complete game victories in two starts against the Yankees, winning the third game at Brooklyn 8-3 and the seventh game, the big game, at Yankee Stadium by a score of 2-0. He did not pitch in the 1956 series, and in 59, he started twice against Chicago, winning the second game, and pitching three and a third with no decision in the sixth game of the series. Padres is 31 years old, and he hails from Witherby, New York. He got his start in baseball in 51 in Newport News, and uh, first came up to the Dodgers in 1953. And now our national anthem. television and recording artist Tony Martin accompanied by the Tommy Dorsey Orchestra will sing our national anthem ladies and gentlemen Tony Martin about Johnny Podgers. Now we'd like to give you a little information about Al Downing. He's a boy from Trenton, New Jersey, and uh, 22 years old. He broke in with Binghamton in the Eastern League in 1961 and joined the Yankees also that season, winning none and losing one. And the last two years, he has pitched at both Richmond and with the Yankees. Last year with the Yankees, he had no wins and no losses. And this year, after winning three and losing two at Richmond, was brought up to the parent club New York and won 13 and lost five. He's the youngest Yankee 
in the World Series. The Yankees signed him out of uh, Trenton, New Jersey High School and gave him a bonus of $15,000. Al Downing, in his first appearance in World Series competition, will be working against the veteran Johnny Padres. Well, the umpire is meeting at home plate, along with the managers, Walt Austin and Ralph Houck, and the Yankees are taking the field. We pause 10 seconds for station identification. 810 and you dial WGY Schenectady. World Series ballplayers watch their weight. If you do too, drink Saratoga Vichy. Not a single calorie in Saratoga Vichy, and it really quenches your thirst. Get Saratoga Vichy with a bright yellow label. Three. Sunny skies, not many clouds. The clouds that were around us in the morning have all gone away. And a bright, sunny day, a perfect day for baseball at Yankee Stadium. Ballpark opened back in 1923. It's a former marshland area up here in the Bronx, and uh, it's the house, of course, that Babe Ruth built. So Al Downing out on the mound taking his tune-up tosses as we get ready for game number two of the World Series, and it's our pleasure to bring back Joe Garagiola. Thank you very much, Ernie. Al Downing continued to throw, uh, continues to throw with Elston Howard, his catcher, and plate umpire Tom Gorman leaning over as they do during the season to kind of get the beat as to what kind of stuff and what kind of speed Downing has on his different pitches. Maury Wills to lead it off. Pete Reeser is coaching at third base. It's Joe Becker coaching at first base. Dodgers yesterday beat the Yankees 5-2. A tremendous pitching job by Sandy Koufax. And today it's Al Downing, who to borrow John Roseborough's description of Koufax's fastball, it'll be Downing who'll be pouring on the fire as he comes with that high hard one. Youngster with a great arm. Defensively, it's Pepitone at first, Richardson at second, two back. Is it short and Cleet Boyer? A very shallow third base. Here's the first pitch of the ball game. It's high, and it's ball one. Maury Wills starting up as if the bunt and everybody broke into a sprint. In the outfield, it's Tom Fresh in left field. Mickey Mantle is in center field. Roger Maris is in right field. Mantle is playing way over in right center. Not very deep. One ball, no strikes. Downing delivers. It's a strike. Downing comes from right on top. He comes overhand, much like Sandy Koufax. He's not as tall as Sandy. He comes right from the top. Here's the 1-1 pitch by Downing. It's low and it's ball two. One of the big topics of conversation today was the stolen base of Tommy Davis yesterday with the pitching of Sandy Koufax, who was kind of lost in the shuffle. But the Dodgers, as much as sent out a message, and it was not answered, and we can look for some running today. Strike on the outside corner, a good fastball. And it's two balls and two strikes. 
on Maury Wills. Tom Gorman is the plate umpire. Larry Knapp is at first. It's Shag Crawford at second base. Joe Paparella is the third. Tony Venzon along the left field line, and it's John Rice along the right field line. Two balls and two strikes. Maury Wills waits. Downing has the sign to 2-2 pitch. It is high, and it's outside. It's a full count. Three balls and two strikes. Downing with a real good fastball, a curveball, and a slider. Three balls, two strikes. Wills waits. Downing delivers. Swung on and fouled off out of play. Wills just gets a piece of that ball. This little guy is happy to just hit over the ball, get three hops, and test his inner soles. He, he's not what you'd call a power hitter. You can get a hold of one every once in a while. But if he gets that ground ball, percentage is certainly with him. He can really move. Al Downing ready again. Here's the 3-2 pitch. Swung on, a bouncing ball up the middle, into center field. It's a base hit for Maury Wills. Makes a wide turn, and we'll have to see some action in a hurry. Elston Howard goes out to talk to Al Downing. That ball, a curveball. It got by Downing. He made a grab for it. Bobby Richardson tried to backhand it. It got by him in the center field for a base hit. Wills has the green light at all times. He doesn't have to wait for a sign. Manager Alston just turns him loose. Whenever you think you can make it, you go right ahead. Wills a good lead. Down and at the belt. The pitch is a strike call. It's Gilliam shortened up as if to bunt. Bluffed an attempt. Boyer broke in. Wills did not give it a false start off first base. Wills likes to measure him. He's got three different leads that he can take. One strike to count on Jim Gilliam. Downing at the belt. Wills a good lead. They got him picked off. Pepperton throws to the shortstop. Kubek, and he's in there. Maury Wills outran that ball. Al Downing had him picked off. Wills broke too soon. Downing to Pepperton. Pepperton through the Kubek, and with the head first slide, Maury Wills beat the throw. He outran that ball. Nothing but sheer speed that time. Yes, sir, sheer speed. Maury Wills measured Downing with that first lead that he took and then broke, but he broke too soon. And now he's on at second base, and he's got a big lead. One strike to count on Jim Gilliam. Here's the pitch. It's outside, and it's one ball and one strike. This is a head attack of the Dodgers, the single, the stolen base, and then a ground ball to the right side where Wills can take third as the hitter, Gilliam, is being thrown out in first base. That's the job he's trying to accomplish. If he gets a base hit, very happy, but the ground ball is what he's looking for. The pitch by Downing is slow and it's ball two. Two balls in one strike. Maury Wills, when he measures the pitcher, he'll take one lead. He calls it a one-way lead. It's an exaggerated lead, and with the slightest move of the pitcher, he'll break back to the bag. Then he's got a two-way lead where he can either break for second or go back to the bag. It's not as exaggerated. And then he's got the one where when he takes that lead, he is stealing. 
he had that third lead because he broke a quick second too soon. Big lead off second base. There's a pickoff throw. It is not in time as Richardson cut in behind him. Boys, when Ed Wills gets on at second base, he's got everybody in the ballpark, including the vendors moving. Mantle backing up the play. The count, two balls and one strike on Jim Gilliam. Downing checks Wills. Here's the pitch to Gilliam. It's low and it's ball three. The infield plays Gilliam just to shade the pull. Kubek over near the hole between short and third. It's Richardson that Wills has to watch for as Richardson at second base shades towards the bag. Three balls, one strike. We're in the top half of the first inning. Maury Wills. A big lead off second. Here's the pitch by Downing to Gilliam. Swung on line drive. Right field. It's a base hit. Up with the ball is Maris. Wills is going to be held at third as the throw comes in. And there goes Gilliam to second. And there goes the Dawson running that you've heard so much about. Gilliam trying to hit that ball in the right field. At least get the ground ball. Gets the base hit. And Maury Wills held up at third base by Coach Pete Reister with nobody out. The throw coming towards the plate. Went all the way to Elston Howard, and Jim Gilliam, not hesitating, has moved on over to second base. So two singles literally turn into a big inning started by the Dodgers as they've got base runners at second and third. Nobody out, and Willie Davis is the hitter. A single in speed. That's been it. Maury Wills, big lead off third base. Here's the pitch to Willie Davis. Swung on line drive, right field. Roger Mayer stumbles, falls. It's a base hit. Two rounds to score. Wills comes in. Gilliam comes in to score. Willie Davis is at second base with a double. The Dodgers lead two to nothing. his footing out on the turf fell and went past him, hit the wall and by the time he could retrieve it and get it back into the infield two Dodger runs had scored and they lead two to nothing. A little conference out on the mound now. Ralph Hoff, the Yankee manager out talking to his young pitcher and catcher Pete Reeser goes out to talk to Willie Davis who may have stumbled a bit as he rounded first base and second with uh, Reese now. And Willie Davis says he's all right. Dodgers, too. And the Yankees, nothing. And here is Tommy Davis, who yesterday had three for four. Nobody out. Two runs are in. A single, a stolen base. By Maury Will. Went to third on Gilliam single, who went to second on the throw. And Willie Davis is just doubled. Two to nothing. Tommy Davis waits the pitch by Downing. It's low and it's ball one. Wills, Gilliam, Willie Davis, and Tommy Davis. All speedsters. They can really move. A track team looking for a tournament is what they look like. I tell you, they won't really... With like the, the big heavyweight blast... But they'll peck and they'll run and they'll scramble. And before you know it, they'll have two runs in and a base runner on somewhere. They did it all summer in the National League. Willie Davis, a big lead off second base. They play Tommy Davis to pull. Here's a pitch by Downing. 
swung on, it's popped up. Short right field, Roger Maris is coming over near the line. Willie Davis is tagging up. Maris makes the catch to throw, Davis holds. Roger Maris uncorked the strike. And that Maris can throw that ball. So there's one out. Willie Davis still at second base, and here is big Frank Howard. Howard hit a ball here yesterday as hard as any ball has ever been hit in this ballpark, according to the Yankee ballplayers. There's one man out. Two runs are in. Dodgers... On three hits to score two runs, Willie Davis is at second base. Howard, a good fastball hitter. Downing, a fastball pitcher. Great big guy, waits, downing at the belt, delivers. Starts to swing, holds up the curveball, goes low, and it's ball one. They've got a spot for Howard if they want to pitch carefully. First base is open. Be one of those spots where don't give him that good room service fastball to hit. Make him hit your pitch. He wants to chase the bad ball all right. Downing delivers. A let up. Swung on. A beautiful let up pitch by Al Downing, which was a bit of a surprise for Frank Howard. And he was about maybe four or five minutes ahead of it. And this big guy starts that big bat coming. I tell you, he's got the swing because that bat looks like it comes towards you in sections. One ball, one strike. Downing delivers. Swung on. Bouncing ball. Kubek has it to play. Will be at first base to throw. Pepitone digs it out. And Willie Davis, very daring base running, enables him to go to third base. Kubek hesitated. And there's a pretty good tip-off on Dodger speed. When you're on at second base, they will usually tell you, the coaches will, make that ball be to your left as you're facing home plate. Make it be to your left, and then you can come on over to third. This ball was a good six or eight feet to Willie Davis's right. Kubek wisely went to first, low throw, but Pepitone dug it out. Here is Bill Scarra. Strike a fastball. Scarron had himself a good day yesterday against his old teammates with two base hits. Two men out. Willie Davis is on at third base. Willie, a false start to pitch by Downey. Swung on and foul back. So it's two strikes. Willie Davis giving it a real false and a big start off third base. Of course, Downey's got the edge now. All he's got to do is throw a strike. He don't have to worry too much about Willie Davis. With two outs, if he throws a strike, Scarron will have to take and all he can do is shake Willie Davis's hand. Davis dancing off third, trying to distract the young left-hander. Two runs are in. Here's the two-strike pitch by Downey. Low. That's ball one. One ball, two strikes, two outs. Two to nothing. The Dodgers are leading. Davis dancing off third. Downing gives him a look. Now he's ready. And here's the pitch. Swung on and missed. He struck him out. Muscaro not on strikes. And that ends the inning. The Dodgers in the top half of the first inning, two runs. 
on three hits. There were no errors, and one man was left on base. And so, at the middle of the first inning, the score is Los Angeles, two, and the Yankees, nothing. Good day, sir. Fill up? Yes, regular gas, please. Check the wrong water? No, thanks. How about the spark plug? Hmm. Still a change? No. Wake? No. Clean glasses? No. So button on your shirt? Huh? No, I'm in good shape. Get your lapels, I can do everything uh-huh. here. You see, I've got the certified car care plan. Oh, uh, what's that? That's Chrysler Motors' car health plan. Gee, that sounds impressive. I bet it's called the Beagle. No, it's an economical program. It's designed to prolong the life of your car and keep it running like clockwork. Hey, you know, I'm very good at window wiping and hood slamming. That's why I'm certified car care has only highly trained mechanics, mm. factory-approved parts and equipment. I can take a radiator cap to open a twist. I call it my cap and a half. Can you do that? <laughs> That's very nice. But you know, all Chrysler, Plymouth, and Dodge dealers have certified car care. Yeah, but can they salute as good as me? You want to see a salute? For the Yankees, it'll be Tony Kubek, Bobby Richardson, and Tom Fresh. Johnny Padres has just completed his warm-up tosses. Kubek in that batter spot. Frank Corsetti coaches at third base. Yogi Berra coaches at first. Johnny Padres, good fastball, good curveball, excellent change of pace. There's a curveball attempted, bunt and strike one. Kubai trying to bump that ball, missed it, and it's strike one. Padres can really change speeds. He changes both off his fastball and his curveball. Slow, and it's one ball and one strike. Tommy Davis in left field kind of guards the left field line. Willie Davis shades Kubek towards left center. Howard is normal, so the big gap is in right center field. Here's the 1-1 pitch by Padres to Kubek. A fastball and a strike. So it's one ball and two strikes. Muscarn at first base. Kazuski at second. Wills the shortstop and Gilliam at third base. That's the Dodger infield. Curveball swung on, line drive. Willie Davis is right there and makes the catch. He had him play perfectly. The ball was hit good. And then once again, when you have those scouting reports, they'll set the defense, but it's up to that pitcher to deliver that ball to where the fella can't do any, any more than where you have your defense stacked. And the Dodgers certainly stacked it to protect left center and Kubek hit a line drive right to Willie Davis. One out, and here's Bobby Richardson. Richardson, right-hand hitter, spray-type hitter, doesn't strike out much. Padres delivers, swung on, one hopper right to Krasuski. He has it over to first, and they're two away. Looked like that ball was going to go right back up the middle as Padres made a bluff at it, but it was to his left, and Krasuski made it on the first hop. So there are two outs, and here is Tom Craig. Fresh had a two-run homer yesterday. Bats right-handed against the left-hander Johnny Padres. Dodgers lead two to nothing. Swung on, hot smash, pass Gilliam in the left field. That's a base hit. Up with the ball is Tommy Davis. Is Trish makes that wide turn at first, 
And it brings up Mickey Mantle. Batting right-handed against the left-hander Padre. They're trying to keep these Yankees from popping them into that short right field section. And, of course, the Yankees the same thing. Here's the pitch to Mantle high, and it's ball one. So the left-handers all working here in the Yankee Stadium. Yesterday, Koufax and four. Today, Padres and Downing. One ball, no strikes. Mantle awaits. Tresha lead off first base. Two to nothing, the Dodgers are leading. We're in the bottom half of the first inning. Padres delivers, swung on a fly ball, right center field. Howard going back, back, calling for the ball. One-handed grab, near the track. Frank Howard reached up like he was goaltending and made the grab on the high fly ball hit by Mickey Mantle, and that ends the bottom half of the first for the Yankees. No runs, one hit, no errors. And one man was left on base. And so at the end of the first inning, the score is Los Angeles 2 and the New York Yankees nothing. Take a beautiful new car. Give it a high-priced look, a high-priced feel. Then put it smack into the low-priced field. Mister, that's the 1964 Dodge. It's a low-priced car that doesn't look like one or feel like one. It's a high-performance car that'll take turnpike curves or rocky roads with easy grace. That'll give the response you want when you want it. When you look at the 64 Dodge, Mr. You-Know that here is no ordinary automobile. From the tire treads up, it's quality constructed, built, and backed by men who know their business. And their business is automobiles. You don't have to take a Dodge on first sight. Well, you might like to. Get in and let the comfort surround you. Let the performance thrill. And then you'll want to get down to cases with your Dodge dealer. Compare Dodge prices. Then drive Dodge home. The 1964 Dodge. One of the dependables. Krzyzewski in the batter's box. Downing delivers and Krzyzewski fouls it off. A high fastball and he had a real good cut. Mantle plays very shallow in center field. When you come to the ballpark, you can get a pretty good idea of how the ball club is picking a particular ball player by watching the center fielder. He is usually the key man. Curveball didn't mean the swing hits his bat, fouls it off, and a strike two. In the outfield, it's the center fielder who is the swing man shading one way or the other, and in the infield, it's either the shortstop or the second baseman. Two strikes, no balls. to count on Dick Krzyzewski. We're in the top of the second. The Dodgers are leading two to nothing. Downing ready. The two-strike pitch is swung on and missed. He struck him out. And that's the second strikeout for Downing. He's got a real good slider. And usually, I tell you, from a broadcast booth, it's hard to tell a slider almost impossible as far as the break of the ball. You can call a slider by the actions of the catcher or the hitter. Here is Roseboro. Swung on and missed strike one. 
And I know the first time I saw Downing pitch, I said to Yogi after the game, I said, boy, that kid's got some curveball. He said, no, that's a slider. <laughs> so that's how big it breaks. Roseboro waits the pitch by Downing. He attempts to bunt, misses it, and it's strike two. Well, there you are. There's the fellow hit the big home run yesterday, but he's got that kind of speed where he can bunt and beat it out. He can bunt with two strikes and beat it out. Nothing to be thinking about it here. They play Roseboro to pull that ball. It's swung way around to the right side. Pepitone guards that line. Richardson is back, two back near the bag. Mantle is in right center. Two strikes and no balls to count. Downing delivers. Struck him out. A fastball over the inside corner. Roseboro took it. Tom Gorman, the plate umpire, indicates that it did get that inside corner, and there are two outs, and that's three men in a row that Downing has struck out, and here is Johnny Podrick. Padre's not a bad hitting pitcher. He gets that bat on that ball. Downing ready. Delivers, and it's inside. Ball one. Fresh, not too deep in left field. Mantle is playing kind of a extra shallow center field. He's in. Maris normal. Strike is called a fastball. One ball and one strike with two outs. The Dodgers, two and the Yankees, nothing. We're in the top of the second inning. Dodger speed paid off for those two runs. 1-1 pitch. Swung on, line drive. Center field. It's going to drop for a base hit. Two hops to Mantle, and Padres is on. Downing hung a curveball, and Padres just laid that bat out there. And Maury Wills comes up with Padres on at first base, so if nothing else, you'll be clocking the baselines with Padres on there. It'll get in the way of Wills should he get on. Back in the International League one year, Paul Richards uh, used to walk the pitcher when Sam Jethro would come up uh, just to put somebody in front of him. Either a pitcher or a fat catcher will clog him up, Ernie. <laughs> one or the other, eh? <laughs> Maury Wells waits and downing delivers. It's a strike, a fastball. Pepitone holds Padres close. Even though Padres is a pitcher, the Yankees are not taking anything for granted. And that's the way they've played this game, and the record speaks for itself. Downing delivers. Strike two. Now Maury Wills wants to take a look at that ball. May have sounded a bit too fast as it came across. Of course, the least little speck on a ball... And I tell you, when you're in that batter's box, your concentration is so great that at least a little bit of dirt on that baseball, and it'll come up there looking like a barber pole. Well, Tom Gorman gives Downing the pitcher a new baseball, a nice white one. He proceeds to rub it up, and he's got the same effect as he had before. Two strikes, no balls. Wills waits. The pitch by Downing. One on line drive, right field. It is a foul ball. Foul ball, John Rice, the right field foul line. Had to wait until that ball landed. Foul by a couple feet. And Padres was off and running. And I tell you, he better get a big jump if this Wills hits one that way, where it slices, he's got a chance for extra bases. 
Padre's liable to be the victim of a hit-and-run driver or hit-and-run runner. Padre's is back. Wills is in that batter's box. Downing is looking for a sign. Has it? And here's the pitch. Curveball right back to Downing. A one-hopper. He's got it over to first. And Wills is retired, and that ends the second inning for the Dodgers, who in the top half of the second had no runs, one hit, no errors, and one man was left on base. And so, at the end of one and a half innings, the score is Los Angeles, two, and the New York Yankees, nothing. Last year, Dodge was the success car of the year, with the biggest sales increase in the business. So I guess the question was inevitable... Could Dodge do it up big two years in a row? Well, the answer is on the street now for everyone to see. The 1964 Dodge. Take a look yourself. It's a sleek, handsome car. And as for performance, ask any sports buff. He'll tell you Dodge has moved up front as one of America's top performers. And honest value, ask any old-timer. He'll tell you that's what made Dodge famous even 50 years ago. So this year, Dodge is celebrating its 50th anniversary, and they are loaded for there. But if you think price is what's standing between you and a new Dodge, Mr. Taint So, sure, Dodge doesn't look or feel like the other low-priced cars, but it's priced right with Ford and Chevy. Sounds good? That's only the half of it. Get the full story. At your Dodge dealers. Roger Maris, Elston Howard, Joe Pepitone to lead it off. This is Joe Garagiola and Ernie Harwell at Yankee Stadium. Second game of the 1963 World Series. The Dodgers leading two to nothing. Bottom of the second, the first pitch by Padres. Didn't mean to swing, tapped right back to him, and Padres throws him out. A fastball hit. Roger Maris is back. A little dribbler right back to Padres, and he had himself a nice easy out. That's one of those nice Sunday picnic outs. You love to see it when it's on the other ball club, but brother, when you're in that batter's box and you do it, you just want to chew that bat up in a hundred pieces. Here's Elston Howard. Pushes him back a fastball. Defensively, the infield is straight away, but the outfield is shading Elston Howard towards right center field. They're giving him the left field line. Padres delivers strike over the inside corner. Tommy Davis is over, but there's still a lot of room in left center and the left field line. One ball and one strike, one out. Curveball inside, and it's ball two. Howard with real good power. Big wide stance. Doesn't stride much when he swings. Waits for the pitch from Padres, and there it is. Swung on a bouncy ball. Suzuki to his right. Backhanded, knocks it down, can't make a play. Howard is on at first base. As Przewski went nicely to his right. Tried to backhand it, couldn't, knocked it down. It's an infield hit for Elston Howard. And that brings up Joe Pepitone. And you can see Maury Wills indicate to Padres that he'll be the man covering should the ball be hit right back to Padres as they swing way around to the right. 
Gowan holds Howard close. Krasuski plugs the gap between first and second. Curveball swung on and fouled back. They really play Pepitone the full that ball. Willie Davis way over in right center. Tommy Davis is shallow in left center field. Will's near the bag. One strike. Pepitone waits. Padres. Check Howard at first base. Here's the pitch. Swung on and fouled back a high fastball. He hit himself a real good cut. Two strikes to count on Joe Pepitone. The Pepitone with real quick hands. A good quick bat is the description given this left-hand hitter. Joe Pepitone. Two strikes. Padres at the belt. Howard leads off the pitch. Low ball one. The roar that went up was for the fan who was able to get that ball loose from the screen. The foul ball was stuck. The worked it loose. It was his moment in the sun. Capacity crowd in Yankee Stadium. All eyes were on him. Here's the one-two pitch by Padres to Pepitone outside. It's two and two. He really reached back for that one. He went back for that extra. Two runs, four hits, no errors for the Dodgers. No runs, two hits, and no errors for the Yankees. That's the line score. We're in the bottom of the second. There's one out. Elston Howard leads off first. Pepitone waits. Padres delivers the 2-2 pitch. Did he swing? No, 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 says Tom Gorman. And it's ball three. That was a fastball inside. Pepitone started the swing. Held back and in time for Tom Gorman. That's the toughest play for the umpire, the half swing. Tough because he has to look for so many things, and usually he's screened by the catcher who is moving up to try to make the play and will invariably get in front of the umpire. Three balls, two strikes. Howard leads off first. He's holding the pitch is. Low, ball four, a curveball. Roseboro knocked it down, and Pepitone goes to first base with a base on balls. Howard moves on over to second base, and it brings up Cleet Boyer. Cleet Boyer, who had a base hit yesterday. One man out. That last pitch to Pepitone, a little bit of a surprise, a curveball on a 3-2 count. It broke low, and it puts a tying run now at first base. Howard's at second base. Boyer waits. Here's Padres, the pitch. Way high, a curveball. I tell you, that's squib. That's the kind of curveball you used to throw with your thumb. You'd be in the back of the yard, you know, and you'd want to really get that good break on it, and really you'd almost bite your tongue as you threw it. Just kind of squibbed out. Audrey set, pitch. Swung on and missed. Fastball. And it's one ball, one strike, with one out. Straight away for Boyer. He keeps the defense pretty honest. Boy came up to the big leagues. He was strictly a pull hitter, but he's gone in the right field so much that he is just 
made the defense honest, and they play him straight away, giving him a lot more area to get that base hit. One ball, one strike. Howard leads off second, Pepitone off first. The pitch. Swung on and fouled back. One ball, two strikes to count. Cleet Boyer, the hitter. One man out. Dodgers leading two to nothing. We're in the bottom half of the second inning. Frank Corsetti coaching at third base. Yogi Berra coaching at first base. Howard leads off second. Pepitone off first. Here's the pitch by Padres. Curveball. Low. Roseboro, a nice play. And it's two balls and two strikes. Padres let up on that curveball. Boyer had committed himself and then laid off. And it broke low and the count goes to two and two. Johnny Padres. Ready. Checks the base runner. The 2-2 pitch. Curveball swung on and missed. He struck him out. Johnny Padres gets his first strike out of the ball game, and he gets it in a real good spot, a curveball. And here is Al Downing. Two outs, Downing, although a left-handed thrower, bats right-handed. Padres and Wills in the short conference. And usually those are the kind of meetings where a pitcher in the heat of a ball game will try to know as much about a hitter as possible, and he'll say, well, well, how do you pitch this guy? And the infield will have some kind of an answer like just pitching down the middle and don't worry about letting him hit it. Just don't walk him, and we'll bunch him. Curveball. High. Ball one. There's a lot of curveballs in this inning. <laughs> Two men out, Howard at second base, Pepitone is at first base. Padres delivers, fastball low, and it's ball two. Downing takes a look down at Crosetti. You'd almost be willing to mortgage the house that he'll be taken here. Crosetti goes to a set of signs, Downing is not sure. Crosetti gives them to him again. They'd like to get two back up there, you can bet on that. Two balls, no strikes. Padres delivers. Downing is taken all the way, and it's right down the middle. Two balls, one strike. Al Downing, the hitter. Howard as at second base. Pepitone at first base. Dodgers are leading two to nothing. Padres delivers. Low ball three. And once again, Downing takes a look at Crossetti. And I'll bet if Crosetti had himself a big sign, he'd paint it up there. Take it. Run the full count if they can. Or draw that base on balls to get those hitters up there. Let's see what happens. Three balls, one strike. Downing takes it right down the middle, and it's a full count. The look on the pitcher's face is always a funny one in a spot like that because the coach will give him the take sign, and he'll look as if to say, Who, me? Three balls, two strikes, a full count. The runners will be off. Howard at second base, Pepitone at first. Padres is ready to 3-2 pitch. There they go, swung on and foul back. Two 
a real good example of why managers like to see that pitcher's decision on 2-2, two -two because when it goes to 3-2 and two and 2 out, they're off and running as soon as that pitcher starts towards the plate, and Pepitone is able to get himself about 8 or 10 extra steps. Three balls, two strikes. Johnny Padres checks the runners. Howard at second. Pepitone at first to fix the downing on the way. Swung on and missed and stuck him out. Johnny Padres strikes out downing. That ends the inning for the New York Yankees. And in the second inning, no runs. There was one hit. No errors and two men were left on base. And so at the end of the second inning, the score is Los Angeles 2 and the New York Yankees nothing. Let me have a word with all you low-priced car buyers out there. You folks who like to measure what you pay or what you get. Let me ask you this. How would you like to own a low-priced car that doesn't look like one, that doesn't feel like one? A low-priced car that gives you all the room and the comfort you've been looking for. A car that's built solid and rugged, built to last. A car that looks like you always hoped a low-priced car could look. Clean, handsome, smart. Well, let me tell you... If that's the kind of car you're looking for, this year you'll find it at your Dodge dealers. The 1964 Dodge. A full-size, good-looking, new kind of Dodge that's priced model for model with Ford or Chevrolet. 64 Dodge. The new luxury car in the low-price field. This year, take a look around before you buy. Stop in at your nearby Dodge dealers. Take a new look. At the new 64 Dodge. Jim Gilliam, Willie Davis, and Tommy Davis against Al Downing here in the top half of the third inning. The scoreboard tells the story. The Dodgers, two runs, four hits, no errors. The Yankees, no runs, two hits, and no errors. The Dodgers scored in the first inning a single by Wills. They had him picked off first, but he beat the throw by Pepitone to Kubek. It was a stolen base. Gilliam singled to right. Wills stopped it to third. Gilliam took second on the throw by Maris towards the plate. And Willie Davis doubled to drive in the two runs. Here's Downing to Gilliam now. It's high, and it's ball one. Boy, these hard throwers. There's no substitute for speed. You can just hear that ball pop into that mitt. Downing rears back to fire yesterday, Koufax. Swung on, hot smash. Nice play by Boyer at third. Over to first, and there's one out. And he made a one-handed pickup like, well, nothing new. I've been doing this all my life. And he has. He can make it look easy. Yeah, that's been a pretty tough play for most any third baseman, and uh, very easy for Cleet. Here is Willie Davis. He had that big double. Boyer shortens up. The outfield swings around towards right center field. That's the spot they want to protect. Fastball. Strike is called. Joe Becker coaching at first base. And Pete Reeser coaching at third base. Downing delivers. Swung on and missed and a strike two. A high fastball and he tied him up. He's got that in a real good spot. That's that one high and tight and low and away. That'll make a 42-game winner out of you. Two strikes and no balls to count on Willie Davis. One man out, nobody on. Dodgers two, Yankees nothing. 
Downing a curveball, and it's low. Willie Davis takes it, and it's one ball and two strikes. Even his breaking ball, you could hear it pop into that mid of Elston Howard's. Everything is real good hard stuff. One-two pitch. Did he swing? No. High, and it's two balls and two strikes. Willie Davis. Left-handed hitter who can really run. I say that about four or five of these Dodgers. Here's the 2-2 pitch now by Downing. Curveball. Strike three is called. Strike three is called a curveball. A quick breaker. Willie Davis says something as he walks away from home plate. And that's four strikeouts for jo uh, Al Downing. Johnny Padres has two. Boy, that one just seemed to roll off the table. Started about eye high, and where Howard caught it was about at the shoe top. Davis blind to right. Waits. Fastball is a strike. Tommy Davis wears glasses. Frank Howard wears glasses. Roseboro. Boy, is it great glasses story on Sam Jethro. Every time I see a fellow wear glasses, I always think of him. Here's the pitch by Downing. Let up. Swung on and missed in a strike two. Sam Jethro came out wearing glasses and he said, how come you wearing glasses, Sam? He said, got a bum eye. He said, well, which one? His classic answer was the one I bat right-handed with. <laughs> So that's pretty fine hitting to have one eye you bat right-handed with and one you bat left-handed with. Here's a two-strike pitch to Tommy Davis. Foul right back, a fastball. Two strikes to count on Tommy Davis. Coming out. Nobody on. Dodgers two, Yankees nothing. Swung on, little looper down the right field line. It could be trouble. It is a fair ball. Base hit. Tommy Davis trying for two. Maris can't come up with it. Davis is going to try for three. Here's the relay. It is not in time. Roger Maris could not find that ball. He may be hurt. Roger Maris may be hurt. Here goes Richardson out. It was Richardson who came up with the relay. Kubek is going out. Here comes manager Ralph Mouth. Trainer Joe Sores is going out there. It looks like it's his left elbow. Roger got near the stands. Had trouble picking it up. And when he did retrieve it, he flipped it to the relay man, Bobby Richardson, who made the long throw from short right field to third base. It was not in time. It's a three-base hit for Tommy Davis. And now time is called as manager Ralph Hoff, the trainer Joe Soares, Kubek, Richardson, all gather around Roger Maris. Tommy Davis looked like he'd hit the ball kind of off the end of the bat. It was a squibber. And when it hit, it took that crazy bounce. Maris appears to be in great pain as he... 
as he walks towards the bench, and Ralph Hawk, we've got glasses trained on him, looks like he's going to make a move here as Maris will leave the ball game. Maris is walking off. It's his left arm. Manager Ralph Hawk and the trainer are walking in with him, and Hector Lopez has come out of the Yankee dugout. He'll be the replacement for Roger Maris. And we pause 30 seconds for station identification. 810 and you dial WGY Schenectady. World Series time is fun time. The whole world takes on a new look and excitement, even for those who are only lukewarm baseball fans. When your tents and your mouth gets dry, take a refreshing break with Saratoga Vichy, the most refreshing beverage you can drink. Served with ice and a twist of lemon, Saratoga Vichy is the most thirst-quenching drink you've ever tasted. It has a distinctive dry taste that quenches your thirst and refreshes you at the same time. Get Saratoga Vichy now on special sale at your favorite store. Well, Hector Lopez is the new right fielder. Tommy Davis is on at third base, and Big Frank Howard is the hitter. Howard, big guy. Tommy Davis, a big lead off third. Here's a pitch by Downing. Curveball high, almost a wild pitch. And boy, I tell you something, this Dodgers speed, don't sell it short. I know you're not. And Howard goes out to talk to him, and he's much as saying, now don't worry about that fella third, you just get the hitter. And Downing as much as looks at him and says, don't worry about him, he's running halfway down, and look who's hitting, that guy looks like he's about 10 feet 8. Tommy Davis, a good base runner, is at third base. One ball to count on Frank Howard, two to nothing. The Dodgers are leading. There are two outs. Davis edging off. Here comes Downing. Strike is called. And it's one ball and one strike. Boy, I know when the, I was with the Cardinals and we're going to play the Brooklyn Dodgers at Jackie Robinson. He'd run you crazy off first, off second, off third. Here's the 1-1 pitch. Curveball, let up, and it's way high and outside, and that Frank Howard was on tiptoe, and he's about left the ballpark. He's a good fastball hitter. He just mangles that ball, so the Yankees trying to stay away from giving him that fastball. Tommy Davis, a good leadoff third. Downing delivers. Fastball swung on and missed. Two balls and two strikes. They talk about this Frank Howard strength, saying that someday he's going to hit a line drive up the middle, and they're going to look for the pitcher, and they're just going to find a pair of shoes. <laughs> two balls and two strikes. Downing ready. Here's the pitch. Foul tip. Good fastball as Downing challenges the big guy. Dodgers. Two, the Yankees, nothing. We're in the top of the third. Tommy Davis is on the third base. Roger Maris has just left the ball game. He was injured on the triple hit by Tommy Davis. As soon as we get the complete report, we'll give it to you. Here is the 2-2 pitch. Let up, and he got him. A let up pitch, and Howard is out on strikes. And there it was, that change of pace. That's five strikeouts for Downing, and that ends the third inning. And for the Los Angeles Dodgers, no runs. There was one hit, no errors, and one man was left on base. And so, at the end of two and a half innings, the score is Los Angeles, two, and the New York Yankees, nothing.
Hey, compact owners, especially you with growing families, are you getting tired of being packed and stacked in those little old regular-sized compacts? Well, you don't have to put up with it anymore, because Dodge has come up with your answer. It's the 1964 Dodge Dart, a fresh new compact in the large economy size. It's got family-sized room at a family-sized price. You see, Dart's a little bigger on the outside and a lot more comfortable inside. It's got a little more power under the hood that makes for a lot more fun on the open road. But don't get us wrong. Dart still gives you the things you buy a compact for. Easy parking, quick handling, easy upkeep, and a nice low price. Few compacts cost less than Dart. Not a one has as much going for you. So why not give up that sardine treatment and get with a compact that's fit for your family? The 1964 Dodge Dart at your Dodge dealers now. Tony Kubek against Johnny Padres. Line drive, left center field. Tommy Davis coming over. He's there and he makes the play. And once again, the defense sparkles as they had it stacked that way. Tommy Davis protecting the gap in left center field. Willie Davis shading that way. They gave Kubek right center field. And Kubek line to Tommy Davis in left center. There's one out. Here is Bobby Richardson. Padres with a two-run lead against Richardson. Richardson bounced out his first time up. Swung on, popped up in the infield. It's Maury Wills drifting back, calling for it under it. And there are two outs. So the Yankees jumping on that first ball. And Johnny Padres with two pitches has two outs. Here is Tom Tresh. Tresh singled his first time up. He got the first base hit for the Yankees. Batting right-handed against Johnny Padres. The left-hander ready. Tresh takes a curveball low and it's ball one. Dodgers play Tresh to pull that ball. They give him right center. Padres looking down for his sign from Roseboro. Has it. And here's the pitch. A let up and it's high as Tresh gave it a fake bunt. And it's two balls and no strikes. It's about three or four different ways a pitcher can shake off a catcher simple way by shaking his head, the other one a flick of the glove, and the other one by just staring him down. Padres has been staring him down. Fastball, it's a strike. Two balls and one strike. And they go to shaking their head out there, they'll have to get a blast from the umpire about making too much noise. Two balls and one strike. Swung on and popped up in the short left center field. Willie Davis is coming in, calls for the ball, and makes the play. So it's a 1-2-3 inning. Johnny Padres sets the Yankees down in order in the third inning. No runs, no hits, no errors. Nobody left on base. And so at the end of the third inning, the score is the Los Angeles Dodgers, two, and the New York Yankees, nothing. You've heard the expression, the human body is like a fine machine. Well, in many cases, the machine is like the human body. For example, your car's condition demands periodic checkups to maintain the peak of performance. 
Chrysler Corporation Certified Car Care does just that. It's like a car health program designed to prolong the life of your car. Certified Car Care. Specially trained mechanics with special tools at your Chrysler, Plymouth, and Dodge dealers. Al Downing taking his warm-up tosses. And it'll be Moose Garin, Dick Trzuski, and John Roseborough. Two runs, five hits, and no errors for the Dodgers. No runs, two hits, and no errors for the Yankees. The Dodgers scored in the very first inning as Maury Will singled. And they had him picked off. Downing flipped the Pepitone. His throw to Kubek was too late to get Wills and went in with a head-first slide. And it was Wills at second base. Gilliam singled to right. Wills was stopped at third. And Gilliam took second as the throw from Maris came in towards the plate. So it was second and third for the Dodgers. Willie Davis the hitter. And he doubled the right, driving in the two runs. And that's the way we stand. Two to nothing. In the top of the fourth, Scourin waits to pitch by Downing. Is swung on a line drive down the right field line. It is a home run. A home run for Moose Scourin. A line drive into the right field corner. And it is one of those shocking home runs to the extent that it was a question of whether it would stay fair or foul. She stayed fair, and this Moose has a home run. The line was such a fine one that John Rice, the right field umpire, indicated first that it was a fair ball and then gave the twirling sign of the home run. The Moose measured it close. Krasuski takes a fastball high, ball one. Moose Scowen, a right-hand hitter, has just hit one just barely fair inside the right field line, and it's a three-to-nothing ball game. High, and it's ball two. Moose Scowen hitting to the opposite field. Well, he's been described in many ways, and one of the most colorful ones is he is known as a sarcastic hitter. He looks one way and hits the other. And that's just what he did here. Here's the 2 nothing pitch. High, ball three. For Scourin, it's his eighth World Series home run. Dodgers three, Yankees nothing. Al Downing working... Dick Trzuski, who's up there with the count of three balls, no strikes. Ball four, he walked him. Now Pepitone comes in to join the conference between Howard and Downing. Nobody out. Roseboro is the hitter. Now the Dodgers... They'll get you to thinking a lot because this is a bunt and run club. It's a scramble for the run type ball club. Now the pitcher is coming up next, but it's a pretty good hit hitter, Johnny Padres. If nothing else, you'd almost want to pitch out here to find out. You'd have to be looking for the bunt. And Boyer is. Downing at the belt. Roseboro is going to bunt, misses it, and a strike one, and that Boyer is right in on top of him. If Roseboro is going to bump that ball this time, he's going to have to make Pepitone feel it because Boyer can easily make that play at second base. Now, Roseboro is taking a lot of time looking at Pete Reese, the third base coach. Trzuski can run. They can play run and bunt. 
Let's see what happens. Straczewski a good lead. He's holding. Roseboro swings and fouls it back. As Waller Alston switched off. Two strikes to count on John Roseboro. Straczewski is on at first base. One run is in. A home run by Muscown. It's a three to nothing ball game. They play Roseboro to pull that ball. Kubek shades towards the bag. Richardson trying to protect that gap between first and second as Pepitone holds Straczewski close. The pitch is low, a curve ball, and it's ball one. One ball, two strikes. Nobody out. We're in the top half of the fourth inning. Dodgers are leading three to nothing. Boyer very wide of the bag. Downing taking plenty of time. Trzuski a good lead. Here's the pitch to Roseboro. Swung on. It's a bouncy ball of Richardson. Could be two over to second. One out over to first. It's a double play. The fine Yankee infield defense turned it over. Bobby Richardson gave Tony Kubek, the middleman, a good ball to handle about eye high. And Kubek just let it hit his glove, and away it was towards first base, and it's a double play. So there are two outs, and here is Johnny Padres. Low, and it's ball one. That first throw on a double play always makes it. You give that middleman a ball he can handle, he can get rid of it all right. And Kubek did exactly that. He got rid of it, a perfect throw from Richardson. Last ball misses, and it's two balls and no strikes. Muscaron opened the fourth inning with a home run into the right field corner. I would imagine it was in a first row, first seat fair. <laughs> he really measured it close. One of those survey home runs. You get the engineers out. Two balls, no strikes. Downing delivers. Low, and it's ball three. Elston Howard says something to Downing, like, come on, get that ball in there. I don't know what spins a manager more, like a yo-yo, than to see his pitcher walk the other fellow's pitcher. They sit, and they really moan and groan on that bench. Three balls, no strikes. That's a count on Johnny Padres, and Downing is ready to 3 nothing pitch. It's a strike right down the middle. Padres takes a look at Pete Reeser. Pete going through all kinds of signs. Let's see what happens. A 3-1 pitch. Swung on and missed. Strike two. You're always hitting when you walk into the batter's box. The only time you get a hit sign is on three balls, no strikes. What the coach does is give you a take sign. So Padres not seen a take sign on that 3-1, really went to work on it, but Downing curved him for strike two. Three balls, two strikes, ready now. Here's the pitch. Swung on, a little looper. Tony Kubek going out in the short left field. He's there. And that retires the side for the Los Angeles Dodgers in the fourth inning. It was one run on one hit. There were no errors and nobody left on base. And so at the end of three and a half innings, the score is Los Angeles three and the New York Yankees nothing. Folks, what does the name Compact mean to you? A small car? 
Very likely. But here's something new and different that's happened in the compact field. It's the new Dodge Dart from 1964. A fresh, new compact in the large economy size. That's right. A little larger compact on the outside. And a lot roomier compact on the inside. Dart's the compact for growing families. Room for more, but without giving up the things that you buy a compact for. It's got that same nimble handling, easy parking, simple upkeep. And best of all, a price right down there with the little cars. So if you have one of those families that's grown a little bit larger this year, take a look at the Dodge Dart. It's a little bit larger, too. It's one of the great new dependables from Dodge. Stop in and see it at your Dodge dealers now. Mickey Mantle, Hector Lopez, and Elston Howard, the three Yankee hitters here in the bottom of the fourth inning. Lopez, a replacement for Roger Maris, who we just find out from the announcement by Bob Fischel is that he suffered a muscular bruise in the midarm. It's not a serious injury. Padres delivers to Mantle, who takes it over the outside corner for strike one. Mantle flying to right. His first time up. Johnny Padres ready. Mantle waits. Swung on. It's a bouncing ball to shortstop Maury Wills. He's got it over to first, and there's one out. Mantle bounces out. Wills to Scarin. And that brings up Hector Lopez. Lopez was a pinch hitter yesterday against Koufax. Koufax struck him out. There's a fastball strike. They are really giving Hector Lopez the left center field gap and straightaway center field. Padres delivers a high curveball tap right back to Padres. He's got it over to first in time. Padres let up on a curveball. Lopez way out in front, hit it off the end of the bat, and was a little dribbler right back to Johnny Padres. So there are two outs. And it brings up Elston Howard. Padres changing speeds very effectively. Yesterday, Koufax matched his fastball against the Yankees and beat him. Today, Johnny Padres is switching it by changing speeds. Swung on, a little looper right field. Howard is there. Plenty of room, makes the catch. So it's one, two, three in the fourth inning. Three up and three down. And so at the end of the four, uh, four innings, the score is Los Angeles Dodgers three and the Yankees nothing. Mother, a letter from Bob. Listen, dear Ruth, Chrysler Corporation warrants for five years or 50,000 miles, whichever comes first, against defects in materials and workmanship, and will replace or repair at a Chrysler Motors Corporation authorized dealer's place of business, the engine block, head, and internal parts, intake manifold, water pump, transmission case, and internal parts, excluding manual clutch, 
torque converter, drive shaft, universal joints, rear axle, and differential and rear wheel bearings of its 1964 automobile, provided the owner has the oil changed every three months or 4,000 miles, whichever comes first, the oil filter replaced every second oil change, and the carburetor air filter cleaned every six months and replaced every two years, and every six months furnishes to such a dealer evidence of performance of the required service and requests the dealer to certify receipt of such evidence in the car's then current mileage. Thinking of you always, Bob. Dear, are you sure you're doing the right thing marrying a car dealer? Downing taking his warm-up tosses to his catcher, Alston Howard. Maury Will, Jim Gilliam, and Willie Davis will be the hitters he'll have to face in the fifth inning. The line score in this ball game so far is three runs, six hits, and no errors for the Los Angeles Dodgers. The Yankees, no runs, two hits, and no errors. Johnny Padres is retired, the last eight men that he has faced. The Dodger left-hander is only given the two hits one to Trish, a single in the first it was a single by Howard in the second inning and a walk to Pepitone, the only base runners and it's Padres with a 3 to nothing lead Moose Scarron, the only home run so far here is Maury Wills to lead it off it was Wills who started this ball game and got it going with a single and then stole second Boyer in very short. Wills chokes up on that bat. Downing delivers, and Wills bunts it down the first baseline. Pepitone is up with it as they race, and he's safe. Well, there it was again. I tell you something, it's a real race. Pepitone fielded the ball. Downing getting over to cover it was outraced to the bag by Wills. He served as a perfect screen as Pepitone could not get around him and Wills is on with an infield hit. It's not a real heavyweight attack but I tell you, they keep nicking at you, nicking at you and you're bleeding a little bit and pretty soon your leg falls off. Here's Jim Gilliam now. Wills, a good lead. Downing at the belt. A big lead by Wills. Gilliam is going to bunt, bunt it down the first baseline but it's foul. Good strike one. Wills comes back. Wills constantly watching the coach Reeser. He is watching more to find out what Gilliam is doing because you can do any number of things here. Gilliam can handle that bet, and you really don't have to play hit and run with Maury Wills. You can play run and hit. I mean, where Gilliam does not have to swing at that ball if it's a bad ball. A little guy at first base can get such a big jump. works both ways. A lot of people say that Gilliam gets a lot of fastballs to hit this way, but his concentration gets broken a lot by the attempted pickoffs. Real battle going on. Downing checks Wills. A big lead. Here's a lob throw. Wills goes diving back. He didn't have that big lead. That for Downing was just a message. It was not his good move. He's letting Wills know that he knows he's there. Wills a good lead. Downing at the belt. He's holding the pitch as they strike a fastball. There's two ways you can stop that base runner if you can do it. One of them is to hold that ball an extra 10, 15, 20 seconds to where the spring leaves the base runner's legs. And the other way is to just constantly throw over there and have him diving back. 
Wills a big lead, holds, bouncing ball. Kubek at shortstop has it over to Richardson, one out, over to first. It is a double play. They got it. They turned it over again. The Yankee infield that has been talked about so much has just turned over another fine double play. This one from Kubek to Richardson to Joe Pepitone. One of the real great battles in a baseball game, boys, as far as I'm concerned. That good base runner is on. You know he's going to be running. You think he is. And then your pitcher has to battle to get the double play, and he does. Willie Davis swings and fouls one back, and it's strike one. Everybody really springing into action. Elson Howard, the catcher, watching when Wills was on. Downing, checking him. The infield, shutting up a couple steps. And the Yankees get the double play for the two big outs. Here's the pitch. Curveball, bunted foul. Downing, as he went into his delivery, his cap flew off. We'll put a little extra on it. Willie Davis with two outs trying to beat out a bunt. Two strikes to count on Willie Davis. He is one for two. He doubled. Drove in two runs. Fastball swung on and fouled back. Tom Tresh in left field. A straightaway left field. Mantle is way over in right center. Hector Lopez deep in right field. Infield. Swung much more around to play Willie Davis. The left hand hitter to pull. Three to nothing. Dodgers are leading. We're in the top of the fifth. Curveball misses, and it's ball one. One ball, two strikes. Willie Davis waits. Here's the pitch by Downing. High. And it's two balls and two strikes. Two balls, two strikes, two outs. Dodgers, three, the Yankees, nothing. We're at the top of the fifth. To run double by Willie Davis, a home run by Moose Scourin. Here's the pitch by Downing. Swung on, popped up foul, out of play. Two balls, two strikes. Willie Davis staying alive. Boy, that crowd, you could almost feel them as they anticipated something from Wills, but that double play will really take it out of you. Here's the 2-2 pitch. Low, and it's ball three. A curveball. A full count on Willie Davis. Three balls, two strikes. Down and ready. The payoff pitch. Strike three is called. Called out on strikes. It's a one-two-three inning helped by a double play. For the Dodgers, it was no runs. It was one hit, no errors, and nobody left on base. So the score, as we go into the bottom half of the fifth inning, the Los Angeles Dodgers three, the New York Yankees nothing. 
And the first half of today's game was brought to you by the Chrysler Corporation. The second half of today's game is presented by the Gillette Safety Razor Company. And to bring you that second half of the ball game, here is Ernie Harwell. Well, thank you, Joe. Johnny Padres has been the big man so far for the Dodgers, flanking the Yanks with only two hits. And the other day we asked Johnny, have you tried the new Gillette stainless blade? Here's his tape-recorded answer. I certainly have. And right from the start, that Gillette stainless was everything I expected. And more. They really stand up, too. I'd hate to start to count the number of easy shaves I got with my first blade. When a man takes his first stroke with the new Gillette stainless, he knows that shaving's going to be quicker, smoother, lots easier from then on. And here's why. On stainless steel, on any steel, it's the edge that counts. And Gillette edges are the world's sharpest and easiest shaving. You get clean, fast shaves, and more of them per blade. Here is superb shaving satisfaction that continues blade after blade, dispenser after dispenser. A six-blade dispenser of the incomparable Gillette stainless blades 89 cents, the lowest price per blade. Padres on the mound, pitching to Joe Pepitone, and the curveball is outside to Joe Ball One. He walked the first time at bat here this afternoon. Left-handed delivers. It's a fastball outside, 2-0, the count on Pepitone. Padres has retired the last eight Yankees to face him. He's allowed only two hits, both singles. He pitches again. It's a strike. A curve got in above the knees. Two and one, the count on Joe Pepitone. Ralph Carey at work in the New York bullpen. Dodges ahead, three nothing in the fifth inning. The windup, the pitch to Pepitone. Swing and a foul ball hit out the middle of the catcher, John Roseboro. The Dodgers have three runs on seven hits and no errors, and the Yankees have no runs on two hits and no errors. The Yankee hits a single by Trash with two out in the first inning and a single by Elson Howard with one out in the second. Rodgers ready, pitching again, a curveball hit on the ground deep at first. Cowan makes the play unassisted, and Pepitone is out. Well, the Moose caught that ball deep near the line and beat Pepitone to first base. One up and one down. Here's Cleet Boyer, who struck out the first time he faced Johnny Padres. Yankees have had only one man pass first base. Howard, he got the second after he singled, and then Pepitone walked behind him in the second. Boyer takes a ball low and away. Ball one on Cleek. Padres is the veteran on the Dodger pitching staff. He serves a strike on the inside corner, one and one. Mixing up his speed very well. He's got a good curve and a good fastball. He beat the Yankees here in 1955 in the deciding game of that World Series. It's a strike, a fastball over above the knees. One and two. Well, the first time he got Boya. Thought of a change-up curve. Let's see what he gives him this time. 
One out and nobody on. Three to nothing. The Dodgers lead in the fifth. The pitch. There's a slow curve. He swings and missed the ball. The ball dropped by Roseborough. He tags Boyer before he can get out of the batter spot. Batter on the same pitch. You know, honey, when a fellow has a catcher who can block that ball and keep it in front of him, he has greater confidence in bouncing that ball up there to see if the hitter will chase it. And Padres with Roseboro back there has been doing it. He just did it on Cleet Boyer, bounced the curveball, and had him going for it. We're going to have a pinch hitter now. It'll be Harry Bright who came into the ninth inning and struck out to end the ball game and also enable Kopak to set his strikeout record yesterday. Harry Bright, a veteran campaigner of many a minor league season and a fine replacement here for the Yankees. Here's a strike call, the curve across on Bright. Padres pitching a fastball that's in a little bit too close. Bright had quite an observation on that famous strikeout yesterday. He said in Washington, we didn't draw many people. They were pulling for you. He said yesterday when I got two strikes on me, 69,000 people were ready to boo me. <laughs> Here's the windup by Johnny. The pitch to Harry Bright is swung on and hit high and foul. It'll be out of play. Back in the plate. It's over toward left center on Bright. Here's the third ball that is down low and off the chest of Roseboro. 2-2, the count on Bright. Bright at one time managed in the minor leagues. He also took a year out of baseball to go to work in a furniture store. Good job for the Yankees here in the 1963 season. The Dodgers lead New York 3-0. It's the last half of the fifth inning. Harry Bright is batting for Al Downing, the starting pitcher. Uh, the windup by Padres. The pitch to Bright is a strike. He gave him the curveball on the inside corner. Struck him out. No runs, no hits, no errors, and nobody left. And at the end of five, the Dodgers three, the Yanks nothing. Well, Al Downing struck out six here in his first World Series start, and our engineer has a recording of Al talking with Mel Allen just the other day. Let's play it. Say, Al, tell me, how long have you been shaving with the Gillette Slim adjustable razor? Over a year now, Mel, but I still can't get over the smooth, easy shaves I get, and clean, really clean. For smooth shaves, comfortable shaves, every stroke of the way, Al has the right idea. The Gillette Slim Adjustable Razor. It answers all shaving problems easily because you can adjust the blade setting to suit your own combination of skin and beard exactly. Just twist Gillette's exclusive nine-position micrometer dial on the handle. Be sure to use Gillette Foamy Instant Lather Shave Cream to super soak your beard and keep it moist from first easy stroke to last. And right now... Take advantage of the saving on the Gillette World Series Special. Get the slim adjustable razor with the super blue blades, plus foamy regular or menthol, a $2.29 value for only $1.79. You save 50 cents. We pause 30 seconds for station identification. WGY Schenectady. Enjoy the World Series more. Treat yourself to a highball made with Saratoga Vichy. 
Saratoga Vichy is the perfect mixer, world famous for its distinctive dry taste and long-lasting carbonation. It's not just plain carbonated tap water, no sir. Saratoga Vichy is a sparkling fresh spring water. Saratoga Vichy has a hint of alkalinity, which with its carbonation gives mixed drinks more zip and tang. Let you enjoy the taste tonight, helps you feel better tomorrow. Really satisfies a deep thirst. Saratoga Vichy, now on special sale at your favorite store. Right-hander from Learned, Kansas, boy who was born in Big Cabin, Oklahoma. And this year with the Yankees won 17 and lost 15. Terry, a veteran of three World Series in the 60 Series, he won none and lost two. In 61, he won none and lost one. And last year, won two and lost one, winning the deciding game against the San Francisco Giants. Ralph Terry takes over for the starting pitcher, the left-hander Al Downing. Downing with the first five innings, allowed a total of three runs on seven hits. He walked one, and he struck out a total of six. They've turned the lights on at Yankee Stadium. We've got a slight overcast. The Dodgers lead three to nothing, and here is the sixth inning. Tommy Davis, the right-hand batting outfielder, faces right-hand pitching Ralph Terry. It's a swing and a miss. He took a big riffle of that one on the fastball. Terry has a nice smooth motion. Won 23 games last year. That was his top year, 62. The curveball is low and away, one and one. Outfield, uh, defensing Tommy Davis, about straight away. Kubek, the shortstop, pulled over toward his right, toward the hole at short. Frank Howard at the on-deck circle for Los Angeles. Uh, Terry has his sign, works again. The pitch is swung on the ground ball, tapped toward short, cut off by Boy. The third baseman fires to Pepitone in time for the out. Tommy Davis is out, third to first. The batter will be Frank Howard. Frank has bounced to short and struck out. Well, Downing was giving this fella a good look at the fastball and then changing up on him quite a bit. The Dodgers scored two in the opening inning on a single by Wills, a stolen base, a single by Gilliam, and a double by Willie Davis. They scored again in the fourth on a leadoff home run by Scourin. There's the slow curve across. Strike one called on Frank Howard. Big boy from Ohio State, Frank Howard. Ralph Terry, ready to work. A changeup, hit on the ground to first base. Pepitone makes the play unassisted, and Howard is out. Two up and two down in the Dodgers' sixth inning. And Bill Scourin, the former Yankees, steps up. Bill struck out in the first and then hit a line drive home run just down the right field line in the lower deck in the fourth inning. Terry delivers. Here's a foul ball out of play upstairs. Well, Scourin in his Yankee career hit a lot of home runs to right here. You have to be careful about pitching outside on these right-hand batters in this ballpark. Three to nothing. The Dodgers lead in the second game of the World Series. Here's a pitch. Up too high. He backed him off a little bit with that one. One and one. 
sun has come out again. We've got the shadow cutting across in front of the mound. Terry pitching in the sunshine. The ball comes out of the sun and through the shade. The most weight, the 1-1 one, one delivery. Watch out. In too close. Another fastball. Two and one, the count on Scarron. Mantle playing just about straight away in center. And the infield deep with two out and nobody on. Here it comes. A curve across. Two-two. Well, he set him up with a couple of fastballs inside. Then he threw that one right at him, but it curved across the plate. That's the kind of curveball Ernie had that front foot talking to you, like, let's get out of here, and you say, no, come on, stay here with the rest of me. Well, you're back in the dugout, eh? Yeah. 2-2, two -two, that's the count on the moose. The wind-up by Terry. He delivers. Here's a bounding ball to right, a base hit. He reached up on a high outside pitch and grabbed it to right. The second hit by Scourin, the eighth hit for the Dodgers. They have at least one in every inning. Wills has two, and Scourin two to lead the attack. Kuzuski now, the second baseman. Another right-hand batter. Boy from Heinen, Pennsylvania. He has struck out and drawn the base on ball. Terry in his first inning of work here relieving the starter for New York, Al Downing. Now the right-handed sets and delivers. There's a curveball up too high. Ball one on Dick Krasuski. Pepitone is wide of the bag at first now. Krasuski leaning and waiting on Terry's delivery. Here it comes, a swing and a miss on a big curve. Terry gives you a lot of motion with that curveball, and that ball just sort of comes out of it. He changes up on it. The set and the pitch. He swings and pops it foul back of the plate. It'll be out of play. Boston strike. Count on Trzuski. In the outfield, the Yankees have Tresh in left, Mantle in center, Lopez, who replaced the injured Roger Maris, is in right. Boya at third, Kubek at short, Richardson at second, Papatone at first, Howard catching, and Ralph Carey on the mound. Uh, the set again by Ralph. He delivers. Here's the curveball beaten on the ground toward short. Cut off by Boyer. The third baseman flips over to Pepitone in time for the out. And the Dodgers are retired in the sixth. No runs, one hit, no errors, and one man left at the end of the first half of the sixth inning. Dodgers three, Yanks nothing. Come one, come all. The Papermate refill. Get your free Papermate refill. Yes, buy one Papermate piggyback pen for $1.69. Get an extra piggyback refill free, or buy the Papermate Capri pen for $1.95 and get an extra jumbo refill free. You get Papermate quality and free refills too. Papermate pans never skip. They even write over butter, and every Papermate pen is guaranteed. 
If it does it right, we replace it. Now's the time to get yourself or anyone in your family a new Papermate pen while this free refill offer lasts. Buy a Papermate piggyback pen for just $1.69. Get an extra piggyback refill free. Buy a Papermate Capri pen for $1.95. Get an extra jumbo refill free. It's the biggest pen bargain going. Come to the Papermate Prefill now, wherever Papermate pens are sold. Tony Kubek, the leadoff man, will be leading off here in the sixth inning for New York. Tony has batted twice against Johnny Padres on this sunshiny afternoon in New York, and he's 0 for 2. He's fly to center, he's fly to left. Padres, the left-hander, pitching for Los Angeles, delivers a curve over just above the knees. Strike one called on Kubek. Padres has won three and lost one in World Series competition. Got a three to nothing lead here in the last half of the sixth inning. There's a ball down low, and the count is even one and one on Tony Kubek. Willie Davis uh, shading him over to left field in the center field position. Here's a swing and a miss on a wide curveball. He took a sweeping cut at it and missed it. One and two, the count. Now Padres into action again, delivers. Here's a ground ball past the mound to short. Wills has the big hop. Throw to first to scour in time. And Kubek is out short to first. Bobby Richardson, the batter. Well, the Yankees paid quite a tribute to Richardson when they were talking about the Koufax. They said, well, they believed a lot about this fella, but the striking out Richardson three times in one ball game, he said, he just doesn't do that. That's about a whole year. I think he struck out 22 times all year, Ernie. It is quite a tribute. 0 for 2 for Bobby in this game. He takes a strike, a fastball over. Gilliam was uh, rushing in to look for the bunt there. Bobby can do a lot of things with that bat. Fastball down low, one and one. Padres has mixed his pitches very well this afternoon. Good sharp curveball and the fastball and changing up now and then. He's allowed the Yankees two hits. Is a tap to short. Wills has it. The throw to Scourin. He's out. So there are two down in the sixth inning for New York, and Tommy Tresh, who has one of the two hits of Padres, will be the batter. The last 13 Yankees have gone down in succession. Since Pepitone walked in the second inning, they've not had a runner. Now Padres delivers, and Tresh swings as a line drive to left field for a hit. Fielded by Tommy Davis and Tom Tresh, who has been the hitting hero for the Yankees in the series, gets his second hit of the afternoon. He's on first with two away. Mickey Mantle stepping in. 
umpire Tom Gorman tosses another new ball into play now. That's the third hit off Padres. They've all been singles for the Yanks. Trash has two of them. And Elston Howard has the other one. Now Mantle is 0 for 2 in this game. Dodgers lead 3 to nothing. Throw to first. It's a wide one. It gets by Scourin. It goes Trish to second. Now Suzuki, the second baseman, picks up the ball down the right field line and throws it back to Wills, the shortstop. The arrow is charged to Padres on the throw to first base on the pickoff that got by Scourin, allowing Tom Tresh to move on to second base. Roseboro out talking to Padres and settling him down because it was certainly unusual uh, circumstances to try a pickoff play here with two outs. It would take the extra base hit to drive in Tresh from first base, and now the single will do it. It looked like Tresh was just going to play safety first uh, and give Mantle a chance to try to go for that long one. And Padres decided to pick him off through badly, and now they've got a man on scoring position. And Roseboro wants to settle his pitcher down, which apparently he feels he has. Mantle 0 for 2. He didn't have a hit in the first game yesterday. So he's looking for his first World Series hit of 1963. It's a ball up high, fastball. Ball on the count on Mickey. Outfield is deep, pulled around toward left. The infield is back with two out and a man at second base. There's another high one. This one also a little bit wide. Two and oh, the count on Mantle. Throughout his history as a switch hitter, Mantle has usually more home runs left-handed and uh, had a better batting percentage right-handed. Waiting on a 2-0 delivery from Padres. Mantle takes a strike. He got the outside corner. 2-1 on Mickey. Dodgers three, the Yankees nothing in the sixth inning. The Yankees have a man at second. The second time in the game they've had a man that far. Uh, they're set by the left-handed Padres. He pitches. There's a swing and a fly ball into the left center field, fairly deep. The two Davis boys are back there, and the center fielder Willie Davis makes the catch. A long fly to left center to retire the side. No runs, one hit, one error, one left. And at the end of six, Los Angeles, three, New York, nothing. Here's your chance to get a Gillette Slim Adjustable Razor Set plus foamy instant lather shave cream and save 50 cents. It's the $1.79 Gillette World Series Special. You get smooth, comfortable shaves every time because the Slim Adjustable features Gillette's exclusive micrometer blade setting dial. You twist it to one of the nine settings that's just right for your skin and beard. The razor comes with a supply of super blue blades, plus your choice of either regular or menthol foamy instant lather. All for only a $1.79. It's a $2.29 value, so you save 50 cents. 
We pause 30 seconds for station identification. WGY Schenectady. You know, baseball players have to keep trim. It's a business with them, and they watch their weight. Maybe you'll never play in a World Series game, but if you're watching your weight, Saratoga Vichy is the beverage for you. There's not a single calorie in Saratoga Vichy. Just refreshing, tangy goodness in every sip. Reach for a Saratoga Vichy for a real thirst quencher without a calorie in a case. For the perfect highball mixed with a vest, get Saratoga Vichy. Now on special sale at your favorite store. Ralph Terry up on the mound now, ready to face the Dodgers in the seventh inning here at Yankee Stadium in the second game of the 1963 World Series. Terry has pitched in one inning of relief and uh, retired the side with no runs and one hit. To face John Roseboro, who will be leading off for the Dodgers, followed by Johnny Padres and then Mari Wills. Roseboro has worn glasses off and on. He didn't wear them toward the end of the year. He put them on just before the series and says he'll wear them through the series. Ernie, another kind of just going on the field. If you were with us yesterday, we talked about the uh, confusion and uh, the little conferences with uh, plate umpire Joe Paparella ended up talking to Commissioner Frick. And what had happened, the kite broke as it got over Yankee Stadium, and there was a string going completely across the infield. <laughs> and very few people saw it here, but they had to make a ground rule. Any ball off the kite string would be in play, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> so they just got the kite out of here, but there's no string, and we're going to have some more baseball. I'd say that's getting it down to a fine line. <laughs> Here's Roseboro now. He is struck out and hit into a double play. Terry delivers. Here's a pop fly back of the plate. It'll be out of play. Roseboro, the hitting hero of the Dodger victory in the first game with a three-run homer. Hope for two this afternoon. It's a ball outside. One and one, the count on John. Boy in a little close at third base. Here's a swing and a miss on a curveball, a slow one. One and two. That's the count on Roseboro. Outfield is deep and around toward right. They play him to pull quite a bit in that outfield. Ralph Terry pitching again. There's a drive to right. It's not deep. Lopez goes back and makes the catch. Well, he came in on it first and then had to go back. But he leaped up and grabbed it. Johnny Padres will be the batter. The ball is hit sharply. Didn't have the height to get out of here. Lopez, after a slight misjudgment, Recovered in time to make the catch. Padres has a single and a pop to short. He's done a great job on the mound and gets a fine round of applause for it. There's a strike on the outside corner. One strike on John. Outfield plays him a little bit toward the right side. Boy, a very wide of the bag at third. There's a slow curve over the plate, but too low, and the count even on the pitcher, one and one. Three to nothing, the Dodgers lead in game number two.
It's a curveball beaten on the right side of the infield. Bobby Richardson grabs it. They toss to Pepitone in plenty of time, and they're two up and two down in the Los Angeles seventh. That'll bring up Maury Wills. Been a long time in World Series history since uh, a team won the first two games away from home. The Yankees did it in 1950. That's the last time when they beat the Phillies at Philadelphia. Mari Wells batting left-handed against the right-handed Terry. And uh, there he is, uh, Joe, giving that pitch a little bit of rest again. Boy, I tell you, he does so many little things. Uh, he's got to be a valuable man just sitting in the lobby. <laughs> Wills wanted uh, Gorman to look at the baseball, so that gives Hodges a little more breathing uh, spell over there in the dugout. Wills has picked up two hits in three trips this afternoon. He swings, there's a chopper hit to Richardson, he gets the big hop to toss the Pepitone, retires the side. Out in order in the Dodgers seventh, and at the end of the first half of the seventh inning, Yankees, the Dodgers three and the Yankees nothing. Well, you know, Bill Scourn has the biggest blow for the Dodgers so far, a home run to right field, and Vince Scully recorded him the other day in the clubhouse while he was shaving. Let's listen. Say, Moose, have you tried the new Gillette stainless blade? There's one in my razor now, Vin, and I've never been able to shave so fast and easy before. Talk about comfort, nothing like it. One man asks another, have you tried the new Gillette stainless blade? One man tells another... There's just nothing like them. Because on stainless steel on any steel, it's the edge that counts. And Gillette edges are the sharpest, easiest shaving in the world. You'll realize from the first stroke, your first shave, Gillette has given a brand new meaning to the phrase shaving comfort. Quick, clean shaves, refreshing shaves, and more of them per blade. And uniform, each blade is alike, each equally smooth shaving. An achievement unmatched by other makers' blades. A dispenser of six incomparable Gillette stainless blades costs just 89 cents, the lowest price per blade. Well, Mr. Padres, uh, taking his time because uh, he had been at bat in that inning and now is going through his warm-up tosses, ready to face Hector Lopez. The Dodgers three and the Yankees nothing. It's the last half of the seventh inning. Three runs, eight hits, and one error for Los Angeles. New York has no runs, three hits, and no errors. Hector Lopez, who came in to replace the injured Roger Maris. Right-hand batter. Swings as they drive to right. Maybe trouble. It is a fair ball and bouncing up in the seats for two-bagger. A ground rule double by Lopez. a slicing drive to right that uh, hit in fair territory and bounced into the seats for Tubaga. The first extra base hit off Padres. Here's Elston Howard, another right-hander to face Johnny Padres. The ball up high. Checked his swing on a fastball. 
Lopez uh, came into this game in World Series competition hitting 333, 6 for 18. Had a good record in the series that he's played in. Howard is one for two in this game. He swings a line foul down past third base. He hit that one very sharply over the coach's box at third and into the field seats. One and one. That's the count on Elston Howard. Los Angeles three, New York nothing in the last half of the seventh inning at Yankee Stadium. Hector Lopez with a short lead off the bag at second. Johnny Padres, the left-hander, sets and pitches. Howard swings and it's a fly into left center. Tommy Davis and Willie Davis after it. And Tommy Davis, the left fielder, makes the catch. Holding at second is Lopez. Ball was hit about the same spot that Mammel hit his out there between the two outfielders. Here's Joe Pepitone coming to bat, and we're getting rain here at Yankee Stadium. Somewhat of a surprise. But a nice, clear afternoon, and all of a sudden, here's the count. It just happened all of a sudden, Ernie. It's caught the fans completely off guard. And as they go scurrying, and Yogi at first base, the first inkling I had, he was looking up as if to say, well, what's coming off here? <laughs> Here's Pepitone now. He's had a walk and a bounce to first base. Missing Johnny Padres. Los Angeles three, the Yankees nothing in the last half of the seventh. Swing and a pop fly back a short. Going back is Wills. Tommy Davis, the left fielder coming in. It's Tommy Davis to make the catch of the short fly to left. So there are two out, and Lopez holds on at second. Bring to bat Cleet Boyer. Yankees still have not been able to move a man past second base against Padres. Boyer has struck out twice. He's uh, been victim of a slow curveball for strike three each time. believe this rain's going to last too much longer. It looks now as if the customers are coming back to the unprotected areas to take their seats again. This is the 11th uh, season for Padres as a Dodger pitcher. He's a veteran of the staff. Here's a swing and a drive to left field. Tommy Davis is there and makes the catch for the final out of the seventh inning. No runs, one hit, no errors, one man left. And at the end of seven, the Dodgers three and the Yanks nothing. Well, Tommy Davis has been a great cleanup man for the Dodgers so far this series. Four hits and seven times at bat. And just the other day, Vince Scully recorded Tommy's views after a game. Tom, you keep in condition all year round. Does that go for your face, too? You bet, Vin. And I do it very easy with a clean, refreshing Gillette shave. Men by the millions agree with Tommy. How can you beat the refreshment of an all Gillette shave? And here's your opportunity to try it at a savings of 50 cents. With Gillette's World Series special, you get the slim, adjustable razor with super blue blades plus foamy instant lather shave cream. A $2.29 value for only $1.79. See how Foamy super soaks your whiskers, keeps them that way from first easy stroke to last. 
and what easy shaves you get with a slim adjustable razor. It has Gillette's exclusive blade-setting dial on the handle. Choose a number from one to nine that suits your combination of skin and beard exactly. Remember, the slim adjustable razor with super blue blades plus foamy regular or menthol are yours right now for only $1.79 as a Gillette World Series special. You save 50 cents. Thinning on tap at Yankee Stadium in the Bronx, New York. Cloudy skies now, and we still have a little bit of rain in evidence. As Jim Gilliam, the switch batting infielder, comes up in the eighth inning against Ralph Terry. Jim's had a single, a bounce to third, and hit into one of the two Yankee double plays. Ralph Terry pitching. There's a bounding ball wide at first. Pepitone has it. Terry covers the bag to take Joe's throw in time for the out on Gilliam. One pitch and one away here in the eighth. That'll bring up Willie Davis. He had a two-run double in the first inning. That sent the Dodgers out in front. They scored two in that inning and then added one on Scourin's home run in the fourth. That's the story of this battle so far in New York. Swing a line drive to right. It is a fair ball bounding off the barrier, fielded by Lopez. He's going for two. And he's in there standing, a double for Willie Davis. It's the second hit off Terry since the end of the ball game in the sixth inning. Man on second with one down, and Tommy Davis steps up. Tommy's had a fly to right, a triple. And they bounce out to third base. Field back. The outfield straight away. Al Downing started. Terry Leap relieved him in the sixth for New York. There's a ball up too high. Ball one. The Dodgers have three runs on nine hits. The Yanks have no runs on four hits so far. We're in the eighth inning. Uh, Terry checking out his sign with his catcher, Elston Howard. He sets, he pitches. There's a curve, swing and a miss. One and one, the count on him. Tommy Davis was a Dodger fan when he was a youngster in Brooklyn. Knowing all about the Brooklyn Dodgers. There's a curve swung on, hit into deep left center, trash and mantle going after it. It is up the alley. It'll be a long belt. Rounding third and headed home is Willie Davis. Tommy Davis coming around third now, and he's held by the coach Risa. Here's a throw. It's a wild one, but retrieved by Howard in time to keep Tommy Davis at third. hit by Tommy Davis, his second triple of the ball game, scoring Willie Davis from second base.
and the Dodgers have added one more run to their lead. They lead four to nothing. Gonna have a pinch hitter now. Fairly, Ron Fairly, a left-hand batter, come up to bat for Frank Howard. Ron hit 271 in the regular campaign. He won't get a chance to hit right now. They're going to put him on. Second base open. Four to nothing score. Ball one outside, and here's ball two to Fairley. F-A-I-R-L-Y. Ron Fairley getting an intentional pass. Tommy Davis hit Joe. It had been a home run in most any park in the majors. Hit a long way in that big gap. I thought it might be an inside to Parker with his speed, uh, but they got some real fast action from Fresh and Kubek getting that ball in here. He was scouring at bat now with a man at first and a man at third. One man out. Playing their infield in double play depth on the moose. He's had a strikeout, a home run, and a single to right. A ball in too close from Terry. Scourin had a couple of hits in the first game. He's picked up two more here in the second against his old teammates. Four to nothing. The Dodgers lead the Yankees in the eighth inning. The curve is fouled in the seats. Back at third base. Tommy Davis, the runner at third base. Ron Fairley, the runner at first base. And Terry trying to work out of this jam in the eighth inning. Scourin swings at the bounding ball to Terry. He goes to second to Richardson for one. Relay to first. Double play. Quick fielding by Terry. Converting the ground ball into double play to win the inning. It's one run. Two hits, no errors, one man left, and at the end of the first half of the eighth, Dodgers four, Yankees nothing. Well, the Yankees have made three fine double plays, and Tony Kubek has been a key man in two of them. And here's Tony on a tape recording, answering the question, have you tried the new Gillette stainless blade? Sure, I tried it for the first time last week. That first shave was the easiest ever. I don't know about the uniformity they talk about because I'm still using that first blade. There's no reason to change it. What a blade. What comfort. You hear something like that whenever one man asks another, have you tried the Gillette stainless blade? Because on any steel, it's the edge that counts. And Gillette edges are the sharpest, easiest shaving in the world. The first shave is incomparable with more of them per blade. And uniformity from blade to blade, nobody else can come near it. They're made to fit your Gillette razor exactly. You get quick, clean, refreshing shaves. Shaves superior to any you have ever had before. Yet the supreme shaving luxury is yours at the lowest price per blade. 89 cents for a six-blade dispenser of Gillette stainless blades. Ron Fairley is the new right fielder. He came in the bat for Frank Howard. 
and stays in the ball game to play in right. Bill Lenz will be the batter now. He'll be batting for Ralph Terry. A boy from Baltimore, Maryland. Lenz, a great utility man for the Yankees. Right-hand batter takes a strike. Johnny Padres has blanked the New Yorkers with only four hits. Lenz is the second pinch hitter that Ralph Hauck has used in the number nine spot. It's a strike on the outside corner. A blazing fastball from Padres. Outfield a little bit to the left on the right-hand batting lens. The Dodgers lead 4-0 in the eighth. There's a chop foul fly out of play. Just got his bat over the plate protecting it that time. And fouled it back of the seats. Remember, Lenz first came to the Yankees in 62, battling trash for the shortstop position, and both of them eventually made the ball club. Here's a pitch. He swings a line drive. It's a third. Feared by Killian for the great backhand stab. Gilliam across the body, glove hand stab going toward third base. And Lenz retired. Ernie, they say it often about that Dodger ball club. They'll show you a lot of leather, and you can see why they say it. Here's Tony Kubak now, the leadoff man with 0 for 3 against Padres. Left-hander against the left-hander. Strike. He gave him a curveball across. One strike on Tony. Renneth at work in the Yankee bullpen, a right-hander, Hal Renneth. Raining again at Yankee Stadium. One out and nobody on for the Yanks. Here's a strike, a fastball, belt high and over. Dodgers four, Yanks nothing, eighth inning. Here's a pitch. Swing and a foul tip. Right back in the plate. Gave him a slow curveball. And he just got a little bit of it. Four runs and ten hits for Los Angeles. They've made one error. The Yankees have no runs and four hits and no errors. The pitch is swung on. There's a fly ball to left. An easy, lazy fly. Tommy Davis is there to put it away. And there are two up and two down in the eighth inning for the Yankees. Here's Bobby Richardson. They say when Padres was pitching at Hazard, Kentucky in the Mountain States League, he was really pitching for supper. There was a fellow that gave him a steak there every time he won a ball game around a store there, and uh, he had a lot of steak that year. Richardson swings a bounding ball to deep short. Wills has it. Long throw to first. Won't be in time. A base hit. Wills did a good job to get to that ball. By the time he got over there and going away uh, from the shortstop position, he couldn't get enough on the throw, so Richardson has a base hit. That's the fifth hit off Padres. And here's a fellow who's had two of them, Tom Tresh. Switch hitter batting right-handed against Padres. Padres pitching. There's a swing and a foul fly. Maybe out of play. Yep, it's behind the Dodger dugout. And out of play. He gave him a slow curveball that time and had Tresh reaching. 
Here's a set now by the left-handed John Padres. He pitches. There's a ball in the dirt. Pick up by Roseboro. Full count. That'll give uh, Richardson a chance to go now with two away. Outfield is deep to left on trash. Now Padres to the set. He pitches. Here's a swing and a foul ball. It sharply down past third. The ball very well, but he got too far out in front again. Trash has been a great addition to the Yankee ball club. The fellow who can fill in it short, play the outfield, and get from both sides of the plate. Runs well, does everything well. Three-two count on him. Here it comes. Swing a bounding ball to the third baseman Gilliam. The throw to first in time. Side retired. Gilliam went to his glove side to get that one. No runs, one hit, no errors, and one man left for New York. And at the end of eight, the Dodgers four, the Yanks nothing. Well, Hector Lopez has the only extra base hit off John Padres and Mel Allen caught up with Hector recently in the recording studio at Yankee Stadium. Listen to them. Hey, Hector Lopez, I hear you're a Gillette shaver, that's all? Yes, sir, Mel, look. See the shave I get? Smooth, isn't it? Man, Gillette's for me. You can get smooth shaves like Hector, clean, refreshing shaves, and save yourself 50 cents of the bargain with the Gillette World Series Special. You get foamy instant lather shave cream that super soaks your beard, keeps it softened right through your shave. And you get the slim adjustable razor with Gillette's exclusive micrometer blade setting dial. Twist it from one to nine, the setting that's just right for your skin and beard. Man, that's easy shaving. And now at a 50-cent saving, get the slim adjustable with super blue blades, foamy, regular, or menthol, all for just $1.79. It's a $2.29 value, so you save 50 cents. We pause 30 seconds for station identification. WGY Schenectady. When you take a between-innings break while listening to the World Series, try a tall, ice-cold glass of Saratoga Vichy with a twist of lemon. It's the most satisfying, thirst-quenching drink known to man. The ladies will love it, too, because there's not a single calorie in Saratoga Vichy. Just tangy, lively, tasting refreshment. Saratoga Vichy's extra dry taste and long-lasting carbonation make it the perfect mixer for your favorite spirits, too. So sit back and enjoy the World Series with Saratoga Vichy, the world's perfect mixer at your store right now on special sale. Right, Andrew, manager Ralph Hauck is used uh, in relief all year. He's a rare back and farm guy, not afraid to throw strikes. He can get that ball over. And he'll have Przewski, the first hitter to face him, Przewski, Roseboro, and Padres. So far, it's been a case of this Dodger pitching and really put those termites in that Yankee bat rack. Four to nothing is the score as we go into the top half of the ninth inning. Przewski to lead it off for the Los Angeles Dodgers. Hal Renniff, who is the third Yankee pitcher used this afternoon. Downing started, went five innings. Ralph Terry came on to go three innings, and now Hal Renniff. Rennett, a big right-hander who uh, was born in Warren, Ohio, but now lives in Ontario, California. And this year with the Yankees, won four games and lost three. 
Kuziski's 0 for 2 this afternoon. Rennett fires, and it's a strike call, a fastball that got the outside corner. Here's the windup and the pitch on the way. It's a curve outside, one and one. Now, the paid attendance this afternoon is 66,455. Had a nice clear day most of the game, and then all of a sudden, uh, an inning or so ago, we got a sudden shower. Four to nothing, the Dodgers lead in the ninth. Rennett delivers. Here's a foul ball out of play. Back to the mezzanine. One ball, two strike. Count on Dick Trzuski. John Roseboro and then Johnny Padres. The eighth and ninth batters will follow here in the ninth inning. Rennett first joined the Yankees in 61. He was... Richmond part of that year also. This year was his first full year with the Yanks. Swing a bounding ball past the mound to Kubek. The shortstop gloves it. Throw to first. He is out by a step and a half. Zuski out short to first. One away. Here's Roseboro. Johnny struck out. Hit into a double play and fly to right. Outfield bends around to right on him, and wide at third is Boyer. He likes to play this fellow in close, though. Swing, there's a line drive, hit to Richardson at second base for the out. Right straight to Bobby's glove for out number two in the first half of the ninth inning, and here's a nice hand for Padres. Johnny Padres, one for three as a batter, swings and pops it up over near first base. Pepitone is there and makes the catch in fair territory to retire the side in order. And at the end of the first half of the night, Dodgers four, Yanks nothing. Well, Hal Rennett has uh, looked good here, and Ralph Terry pitched three good innings of relief. And here's what Ralph had to tell us when we ask, have you tried the new Gillette stainless blade? Listen. I tried it right away, Ernie, and it only took one shave to win me over. Then when I got that same great comfort, shave after shave, with the same blade, I could hardly believe it. Men take to the Gillette stainless from the very first stroke because brilliant Gillette engineering has perfected an edge unequaled by any other stainless blade. An edge so durable, so uniform that all those shaves you get from each blade are just as satisfying and refreshing as the first. On stainless steel, on any steel, it's the edge that counts. And Gillette edges are the world's sharpest, easiest shaving. Each shave, quick, refreshing, a brand new experience in shaving comfort. Each blade engineered to fit your Gillette razor exactly. Get the incomparable Gillette stainless in the six-blade dispenser for only 89 cents. The lowest price per blade.
The Yankees come to bat in the last half of the ninth inning. Johnny Padres has flanked them so far with five hits. And the Dodgers hold a four to nothing edge going into the last half of the ninth. Mickey Mantle still looking for his first hit in this 1963 World Series is the batter. Mickey in this game is 0 for 3. He's fly to right, he's bounced to short, he's fly to center. So far, the Dodgers in the first two games have shown the Yankee batters some magnificent pitching. Kofax yesterday, Padres here this afternoon. Mano takes the ball down low, breaking pitch, blowing inside on Mickey. Last half of the night, Dodgers four, Yankees nothing. In too close, he backed him off. Mantle with a great career, hampered uh, quite a bit by injuries throughout his career. Played only parts of the season this year. He swings, and there's a high fly ball to left field. Tommy Davis is under it, fairly deep, backs up almost to the warning track to make the catch. Mantle is out on a long high fly to left. The batter will be Hector Lopez. Hector had a double his only time at bat. That was in the seventh inning after he had replaced Roger Maris. Roger sustained an injury earlier in the ball game. Not a serious one, a bruise. Lopez this year for the Yankees batted 251, had 14 home runs and 52 runs batted in. Right hand batter swings and fouls it on the screen. One strike on Lopez. Now the wind-up by Padres. He pitches a ball down low, one and one. Lopez, a native of Panama, but now lives in Brooklyn, New York. The one-one delivered. Hector, he takes the ball in the dirt. Curve that time. Two and one the count on him in the ninth inning. The Yankees have nobody on. There's one away, and the Dodgers lead four to nothing. Outfield plays him to right. There's a foul ball hit on the ground down past third. He hit that one on the hands practically. There's another fellow who's a fine example of the Yankee versatility. He can fill him in a lot of spots. He's a fine pinch hitter and a good hitter when he's in the regular lineup. 2-2 the count on him. Padres looks him over. Now the wind-up by John. The left-handed delivers. There's a fastball in too close. Oak count. Oh, and Padres has been off that plate. He hasn't been off much. He threw a lot of pitches in the early part of the ball game. Yankees seem to be taking a lot in the first couple of innings. Gone to three and two now on Lopez with one out of the ninth. The wind-up by Padres, the pitch. Swing with a drive to left field. A big hop and into the seats for a ground rule double. So Lopez has two for two, a ground rule double to right and a ground rule double to left. That's the sixth hit for the Dodgers. The other four were all singles. 
two extra base hits belong to Lopez. Now Walt Austin has come out of the mound. And there's a summit meeting there with Rosemara and the pitcher Padres. In a spot like this, Ernie, it could be that uh, Austin saw something or a Roseboro motion. A lot of times the pitcher will even warn his manager an inning or so ahead of time that he may be tired or something may not uh, just feel exactly right to him. And, of course, in a spot like this, and he's going to make a quick move, which I'd uh, be willing to bet that that's what has happened. And Padres, as much as said, Walt, I may be tired or my arm is stiffening up, uh, watch me. And at the first sign of trouble, get me some help. And all the managers appreciate that because uh, you can have your bullpen warming up while nothing apparently is going on. At the first sign of trouble, make that quick move. And that's what uh, manager Alston has done. Padres will be leaving this ballgame. You don't know who's going to come out at bullpen yet, but Ron Paranowski has come out every day since Easter Sunday, and let's see who it'll be today. You would take a chance, eh? I'll take my chance on him. If anybody else comes out, it'll be a real surprise. This Paranowski has been some pitcher, and it'll be Paranowski who's just come over the uh, barrier, the fence in left field, and he's got the jacket, and he walks in. He doesn't overpower you with a great fastball. He's got a good sinker. His curveball is a big sweeping curveball, and he's got the thing that all good relief pitchers have, and that's, uh, call it what you want, it's an inner arrogance, uh, that uh, when he walks out on the mound, uh, you've got to go out and beat him. You're not going to scare him uh, off the mound. Uh, you've got to do it with the bat. You're not going to do it with uh, bench jockeying or clippings or anything else. He believes he can beat you. He believes that when he comes in, it's almost a case of, uh, forget it, boys, old Ron is here. Well, Paranowski making his way to the mound. Now, here's the uh, score so far. Four runs, ten hits, and one error for Los Angeles. The Yankees have no runs on six hits, and they've made no errors. Here's a hand for Potters reaching the mound. A great standing ovation for Johnny Padres, who pitched brilliantly, pulled out of the ball game here by his manager, Walt Austin, in the ninth inning, with a man on second and one man out. So Padres goes eight and one-thirds of innings. He's given up no runs. He leaves the man on the base as his responsibility. He allowed a total of six hits. He walked one, and he struck out four. Paranowski on the mound. He won 16 and lost three in the regular campaign. He pitched 69 games, all in relief. Ron was born in Patterson, New Jersey, now lives in Carillon, New Jersey. He's 26 years old and came to the Dodgers in a deal with the Chicago Cubs. Good fastball and a good sinker. Paranowski takes over now for the Dodgers. And he's pitching to Elston Howard with a man on second, Lopez. And 
one man out in the last half of the ninth inning. It's the ball down low. First pitching change uh, by the Dodgers in the series. Howard has had a single, a fly to right, and a fly to center. Outfield shades him a little bit toward right. Wounded Davis just a little bit to right center. Ron Paranowski on the mound. Sets and pitches. The strike hit that outside corner. Howard just spreads up, uh, spreads out up there at the plate. Cuts down on his uh, stride. And digs in to face the left hand of the 1-1 pitch on the way. It's the ball down in the dirt. 2-1 the count on him. Lopez has been the bright spot of the Yankee hitting. He's batted twice and had two doubles. Trash, the only other Yankee with two hits in this game. Between those two, they have four of the six Yankee hits. Richardson and Howard won a piece for the other two. Here it comes. He swings and fouls it off. Back to the on-deck circle. 2-2. That's the count on Elston Howard. Well, more than likely, a little bit later on, we'll get some kind of report on the Padres. Here's a set by the relief pitcher. He delivers. Here's a line drive over the head. Up to Kuski to right center field. A run will score. Lopez is coming home with the first Yankee run. Four to one. A single and an RBI by Elton Howard. The second hit by Ellie Howard. Puts a run in. A man at first and one man out. And the batter will be Pepitone. Who has walked. Bounced to first. And fly to left. Left-hander against the left-hander in this ninth-inning situation. That run is charged to Padres. He left it on the base. Swing and a miss on a fastball. One struck on Pepitone. Four runs, ten hits, and one error for the Dodgers. The Yankees have one run on seven hits, and they've made no errors. Elston Howard at first base. The pitch. Swung on a bounding ball to first. Scourance going to second for the front man, and that's all they get. A force out. Pepitone safe at first. Out at second is Howard. The play went scouring to Mari Wills, who covered the bag. Here's Cleet Boy up now with two out in the Yankee ninth inning. Boyer is 0 for 3. Well, we've had no word from the press box that the Padres was injured in any way, so we'll just have to assume that it, uh, he tired here in the ninth, and that was why he was replaced. Paranowski delivers, and Boyer takes a strike. Fastball in above the knees on Cleet. Boy from Missouri, Cleet Boya, right hand batting third baseman. Outfield straight up on him. The Dodgers lead in the ninth inning, 4-1 in game number two of the 1963 World Series. 
Paranowski delivers the ball outside. One and one. A three-run lead for the Dodgers with two out in the ninth. Set the pitch on the way. Swung on. There's a pop foul. It'll be out of play. Back of the Yankee dugout. One and two. The count on Fleet. The Dodgers so far have played this game very much like they did the one yesterday. Get out in front fairly early and hold on with a good pitching. A lead four to one in the ninth inning. One and two to count on Boya. Ron Peronowski on the mound. He sets. He pitches. Swing and a miss. It's all over. The Dodgers win it. In the ninth inning, it's one run for the Yankees on two hits. Now there were no errors, and one man left on base. And the final score of the ballgame, the Los Angeles Dodgers 4, the New York Yankees 1. Well, the Los Angeles Dodgers wrap it up here with a 4-1 victory, and Johnny Potter is the winning pitcher, and the loser is the young left-hander Al Downing. The Dodger pattern, which was uh, so famous throughout the National League race, certainly put on display here at Yankee Stadium. The Dodgers got their first run in that first inning when they did it with Maury Wills getting on with the single and then speed. That's when they started right in that very first inning. Remember we talked about it earlier that Tommy Davis' stolen base certainly much more important than it loomed yesterday because they threw out the commercial and today they started right now. Wills was on at first base, actually picked off by Al Downing as he threw behind him to Pepitone. Pepitone stole to Kubek. It looked like it was good enough, but Wills beat the throw, and he was safe at second base. With Wills at second base, Jim Gilliam trying to hit that ball to the right side, hoping he could at least get the ground ball, single in the right field. Pete Reeser stopped Wills at third base. The throw from Maris came in to, towards the plate, and Gilliam took second. Willie Davis then doubled in the two runs. So it was two to nothing that Johnny Padres had as he went, uh, went out to pitch in, in his half of the inning. A home run by Moose Garren made it three to nothing. And then the Davis boys went to work in the eighth as uh, Willie Davis doubled. It was his second base hit. And a triple by Tommy Davis, who had two triples, uh, made it four to nothing. The Yankees came back to score here in the ninth inning. Johnny Padres, who went eight in the third innings, got the first man. Mickey Mantle, long fly ball, and Hector Lopez, who replaced the injured Roger Maris. Maris went out as he hurt his arm, not a serious injury. The word is that he will be able to play on Saturday. Uh, Hector Lopez, his replacement, hit his second double of the afternoon, and after that, Waller Alston, the Dodger manager, made a quick move to bring in Paranowski, who gave up a single to Alston Howard that drove in Lopez for the only Yankee run. And a force play hit into by Pepitone, a strikeout by Cleet Boyer, ended the game, and that's been the Dodger pattern. Get good pitching, get the speed boys on where they can pick up those extra bases, and if you get in any kind of trouble at all, bring in Ron Paranowski. So the first two games of the 1963 World Series are over, 
and the Dodgers have won them both. Yesterday's ball game was 5-2. to two. Koufax was the winning pitcher. Ford was the loser. And this afternoon, 4-1 to one with Johnny Padres, the winning pitcher, and the losing pitcher, Al Downey. Now, our producer today was Len Dillon. Our engineer, George Robertson. This broadcast is authorized under broadcasting rights granted by the Commissioner of Baseball solely for the entertainment of our listening audience and any publication, rebroadcast, or other use of the descriptions and accounts of this game without the express consent of the Commissioner is prohibited. This is Joe Garagiola now along with Ernie Harwell reminding you to be sure to tune in on Saturday 3.45 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time. That's Saturday, 3.45 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time for the third game of this exciting 1963 World Series. Brought to you by the Gillette Safety Razor Company, world leader in shaving, and the Chrysler Corporation. Today's host, Dodge. Once again, the score of today's game, Los Angeles Dodgers 4, the New York Yankees 1. This has been an NBC Radio Network production.